Los Nachos Amigos, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of Halujuku, your portal into the world of East Asian pop culture. I'm Peter Rafe, your man with no plan. Here with me is, of course, none other than Brandon Cooper, aka King Cass. How are you doing, Cass? I'm doing pretty well and exceptionally well. How are you doing, my good friend, the young Peter Rafe? I'm doing well. Uh, we're here to talk about East Asia pop culture, mostly K-pop, uh, sometimes a little other things, but today it's mostly K-pop. Entirely K-pop, I think. Uh, of course, we start off every episode. The A block, as it were, is about what's new. It's, it says what's new is a question right there, uh, in the show notes. So that's what's new. Mm-hmm. Kaz, what's new? Yes. Trying to get rid of this light. <laughs> um, no. Uh, what's new with me is uh, it's been a pretty good week for the uh, Korean pop music, as we love to talk about here. So one of my first songs that is in here now, there's a bunch of things I want to talk about with this song. But I want to talk about the song itself first is a new song from C-Jam. Uh, as you uh, ladies and gentlemen know, we've been talking about Show Me The Money. And C-Jam was a contestant on Show Me The Money 3. And he's been putting out some good music <laughs> since then um uh, along with with vasco uh they've been working together a lot so yeah. this song is is a kind of a past the mic song it's a remix of just music featuring c jam uh vasco no chong and uh by is what i want to say yeah yeah by um so it, it's kind of it, it, it's going to roll into this wheelhouse of a lot of the things we've been talking about under this kind of Keith Ape kind of style of music, right? And and that is something specifically I wanted to bring up. Now, the, the things I will say about the song. It's a fun party song. It is definitely a song you would put on at a party. You can get people to dance. They don't even need to listen to the words or anything like that. that I think that's what it's designed to be, and it damn sure accomplishes that. Um, it's not the greatest Korean hip-hop you'll ever hear in your life, but holy shit, Vasco kills it. Uh, <laughs> Vasco did a really good job on this track. I I really loved Vasco's part. Um, so to to kind of bring these things up that I wanted to talk about. Oh, I got to Vasco's part. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, but this this Keith Ape thing we've been talking about, right? Um, or the or this this style of one of the branches of trap music that we've been talking about that a lot of Korean rappers are are starting to use, and a lot of American rappers are starting to use. It's it, it's almost like when. We had the, um, like when the South came around and you had chopped and screwed and then everything yeah. was chopped and screwed for a while, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> the, the, the American South has this n- notoriety to kind of make a sound and, and make it really popular for a while. Um, and, and it's just another one of these things with trap music that's been going around. And the comments for, for this video kind of span this argument of let's stop just atoning this, whether we like it or dislike it, to Keith Ape. Um, and while I tend to agree with that, I will say my, I myself on this very show am just I, – I could be just accused of that just as anyone else. I've, I've, I've said – I've called it the Keith Ape sound or the OG Mako sound or things like that because – those two songs, the OG Mako song and the, the Keith Ape song are the most notable ones. Yeah. Um, 
now, now I will I will say in defense of myself when I'm bringing those things up I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that those two guys sat down and created this this style you know I'm definitely not saying that but what I am saying is that if those two songs didn't exist if those two songs didn't gain the popularity that they have this sound would still maybe most likely be a kind of an underground sound yeah we wouldn't see as many people using it we wouldn't see the ray shimurdas maybe or whatever the ray fuck their names ray are yeah um uh the ray and, and kind was of kind of yeah I, i'm i'm okay with saying it's it's all keith ape salt <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't know I just never want to atone this specific sound that was yeah. already around and that this person may have used to that person yeah. I, I will atone part of the popularity to that yeah. person um, um yeah I, 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 a, I will, Asian junkies said yeah. on Asian junkie said on Twitter he said uh Ichimak going viral is ruining current hip-hop and I, I tend to not use those exact same words because I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think Korean hip hop is ruined, <laughs> but no, but um, I, I tend to lean towards that. But, but that's my thing. I've, I've voiced my, you know, dislike of <laughs> this kind of uh, style of, of hip hop as empirically yeah. terrible. But uh, and I mean, I mean, there was even for the longest time when someone like. DMX, like, like, I want to bring up DMX, like, when he came around in the, the hip hop scene, right? Just very deep, like, rooted, like, raspy voice, you know, but still very poetic. Like, that changed hip hop for a while. When people like Jay Z came around, it changed hip hop for a while and the way people did things. This is just going to change hip hop for a while. It's never going to actually ruin anything. It's just going to be something that people latch onto for a while. And yeah. then, it will adjust and and do things depending on the situation, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't mean I have to like it, <laughs> which is right. it doesn't. It doesn't mean anyone has to like it. Exactly. It doesn't mean any of that. But it does bring up the other thing of the fight between Korean rap fans and K-pop fans, right? <laughs> like, yeah. because Korean rap fans are going to defend Korean rap. Sometimes, no matter what, whether they like it or not themselves. And, and you can see a lot of that in these comments where they're just saying, you know, a lot, a lot of their argument is, well, just don't att- attest it just to Keith Ape, you know, like at least do a little bit of research before you start just saying everything is Keith Ape's fault, which that is the, the one thing I wouldn't say. Don't, don't, don't just blame one person. Kind of, kind of do your research, whatever. But it is the quickest thing to say the most popular thing was that. And people are trying to garner that popularity, which is also maybe kind of the part that when I thought about it, I, I, I think more on it now is that might be what Doki meant, you know, is you got this song that is out there that is really popular that you're not really banking off of un- until right now, but everybody else is about to, you know, and then I may be giving Doki way too much credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um for thinking deeply yeah <laughs> yeah uh but i will say it is it is that kind of thing it's just like you know but at the same time there are kind of enjoyable things when people kind of take these new flavors and learn how to mix them right now they're taking this thing and they're using it the way it's meant to be used using it in this very specific way but i think when you get the really creative people and they start to mess with it start to tweak it start to i want to make this my own sound 
maybe we'll get something a lot more enjoyable, you know, other than a song that you can you can hate listen to. Yes. Because a lot of these are hate listen songs. Like like they're still popular. I still enjoy listening to them when I listen to them, but it's not something I'm gonna seek out, you know? Yeah. Um so it is definitely that. Because if you listen to this song, and I, I want a lot of people to go listen to this song. And if you need to, just go straight to Vasco's part, right? Yeah. Vasco, that's how Vasco raps every single time. And he just kind of played along with the beat. And I enjoyed that. And he he went along with his, his you know, his wordplay and things like that. So it's just one of those things that sometimes you just got to, like, l- look at the whole field before yeah. you start, you know, that and it, but also just go read these comments because they're they're some of the it's one of the funniest arguments i've seen about this that is going on right now yeah. in a while and it just kind of made me chuckle there's some really great comments in here like somebody makes a comment about the fact that when all the basically all the adults go away when when swings goes to north korea or yeah. or uh, a girly boy becomes a monk <laughs> well, yeah. you know and is is hanging out with his aunt and black nuts getting middle school girls pregnant you guys go and make shitty music like right. <laughs> so i just i just thought it was funny yeah it's it's, it's it's kind of some ridiculous back and forth going on in the comments for sure it's like uh yeah including that comment it's like uh, and there's one person trying to say that Ijima did not bite off. You guessed it. Like, mm-hmm. honey, please. Yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. one of those things you gotta, like, I mean, and we're, we're sometimes even ourselves, we're sometimes at fault for not being as verbose as we should be in some of our explanations and taking the easy way out and blaming the popular thing and we've done it for other stuff too like we're kind of attesting this whole like i'm I'm attesting the whole hatred of this color thing of of the really colorful girl and and boy videos right now to like the few people who have been famous for it yeah and it's just one of those things it it is the it is the eye-catching thing right now to use these oversaturated colors and and do all these kind of things so it's just one of those things where sometimes you you can't get it as twisted as you want you just have to understand that right now it's it's the popular thing and everybody is of course going to try to do the popular thing to gain more popularity but as long as they don't change their whole style. They don't change their whole thing, which, I mean, you got to understand at the end of the day, man, it's entertainment. Of course, they're going to go with the most popular yeah. thing. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stick with being okay with blaming Keith Ape. Uh, <laughs> but uh, moving on, because uh, we're yeah. gonna, uh, moving on to the next song. Uh, yeah, I got a song by uh, NCA uh, mm-hmm. called Vanilla Shake, which I didn't think I was going to enjoy. We, yeah. we come back around to the oversaturated colors in the video, but the song is, is really, really good. It's really fun. It's really airy, uh, yes. like a cake. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, breezy. And I don't know. I just, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, uh, like cute, catchy song. Uh, and, uh, I, I can't help but like saw vanilla shake and immediately thought of like ice cream cake. But then it's like, you know, like, no, this is a different thing. Then it's like, uh, but yeah, it, it, overall, it's a, it's a cute song. I have to double check, uh, her Wikipedia <laughs> for her age mm-hmm. to understand exactly what I'm looking at. Uh, because, uh, I, I now remember 
being her being around for a while uh and being quite young <laughs> yeah. uh but that aside it's a fun song it's a fun dance yeah, yeah. um i mean it, it it's very cutesy it's very eggyo uh and i had a lot of fun with it i i, I definitely enjoyed it and i think if you kind of like the eggyo stuff um that we we've talked about on the show before uh this will definitely be like right in your your wheelhouse of of just cute eggyo uh fun song to listen to and and have fun with him there's yeah. some good funny little moments in here and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know but it's not it, it, it though it isn't a quite uh, to the excessive Aegeo level of some of the songs that you haven't liked previously. Yeah. Brought up. Uh, so yeah. NCA, it's a cool song. Uh, the last but not least. Uh, yeah, last but not least, uh, is, um, the song that I kind of found at the last minute on One the K, uh, Kuno Goon, I want to say. Kuno Goon, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's called Timing. Uh, it's just, I don't, I don't, I don't care for the video, but it's a really, really, really f- good song. Yeah. Um, I, I love the vocal track on this. It, it's just so good. I could just put this on and clean the house too, or yeah. pretend like I'm going to clean and then end up playing league yes. like I do most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all know that. <laughs> As you can see, the studio is in kind of dismay behind me right now because I was cleaning and stopped to go out and get food and play league. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, uh, the, 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 we all know the procrastinating. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm glad you picked this song because uh, this one was a candidate for me to pick out songs. Like I like had a few uh, candidates uh, that I noticed this week, uh, and this was one of them. And this was a it's a cool song. It's a cool like uh, soulful hip hop slash R and B song. Uh, mm-hmm. The video is kind of simplistic. And also yeah. repeatedly yeah, shows we'll the say, title. And the, I was going to say, it definitely lets you know who's singing the song. And what song multiple it is times. Featured. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, if you forget halfway through the video for some reason, don't worry. Yeah, it says right there. Remind you. Oh, it's Kunogun <laughs> Timing featuring Sohyang and Taibion. Taibion? Taibion. 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 Yeah, that's that's what I'm going by the Hangar. I'm going by the Korean. <laughs> Tai Bion. Tai Bion. Yeon or uh, we're, we're getting into semantics. Tai Bion. We're, we're, no, we're getting into semantics. <laughs> well, I know. I know. It's Tai Bion. It is. Yeah. Uh, it could be Bion. Yeah. But the, Which uh, we're, I think we're still saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Bion. It's just not young. Yeah. Is would there would be an extra er, extra stick next to that circle if it was young. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but that being said, it's a cool song. It's a cool track. The videos, whatever. But the it's almost like you know what? It's a, it's it's like there's all, all these audio YouTube videos that are there just to to let you listen to the audio. And you know what? This is like that. Except your visualizer is is uh, a girl lip syncing in front of a microphone. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, Definitely worth checking out. A good, fun song. So mm-hmm. really cool stuff on on One Decay. Thank you very much, One Decay. Um, one I have some songs. Yeah, like I said, I had quite a few songs that I had like had in line. Uh, first of all, I, one thing that I was I was really excited about uh, was the return of the Cox. 
being the Cox, uh, Korean indie rock band, uh, who had been at this point, I think for, I think they all went to military service. Uh, their last release was a couple of years ago. Uh, they all went to military service and they finally are back. Uh, they finally made their, uh, comeback. They decided to put out a digital single. Uh, and it's the song Trojan Horse and was actually quite impressive. It's actually a really cool song. Uh, it does a lot of really cool things musically. Like, uh, it, it definitely has a kind of like a, a muse feel on some parts. Uh, but without being as, maybe as theatric, though it is a little bit, uh, dramatic, but it does have mm-hmm. a little bit, a bit of a muse feel musically. Uh, being yeah. more metal than, than their recent, more kind of like metally than their recent releases, which were more like indie rocky and more like, uh, uh, more indie style. This one had more of a metal feel, more of a, more of that style. And it was really impressive. Like, I, I just, it was just a really cool song, really cool video, uh, even though it was kind of simple. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Well, what did you think? Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I did think it was rather kind of simplistic in it. Uh, well, video wise, I thought it was uh, pretty simplistic. Uh, them around a fire just kind of performing in these, these black capes and things like that. But I did enjoy the song. I thought it was really cool. And it, it always brings to mind, like, the whole thing that, like, the ups and downs of the Korean and music entertainment are, of course, partially because of just all kind of different things um, that we don't deal with here in America. And then the fact that at some point your favorite Korean artist could disappear for two or three years because they have to go do military service. Yeah. You know, and that that always to me is this weird thing that could just always at any time change the landscape of what the Korean music scene is at any time. Yeah. You know, that's what's um, going to happen for a TVXQ. Dongbang Shinki. They're going, to, they're going in the military. Uh, no yeah. more Dongbang Shinki for two years. Like, uh, yeah, it's going to be weird. Uh, but yeah, the Cox. It's always good. It's good to have them back. They're just a really cool, like, indie rock band. Go check out this song. Check out, if you haven't already, check out a bunch of their other stuff. Uh, it's all really rad. They have just a, such a really cool style. Uh, yeah, it's a Cox. I'm glad they're back. Uh, another really cool song that I just kind of popped up in my, uh, subscriptions, uh, from Baljunso, uh, also known as the label that Play the Siren is on, uh, which is, I, by all accounts, I don't know of any information otherwise, though so there was that one release recently that basically made me think so, but Casper's still part of Play the Siren? Maybe? Possibly? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, there was that weird release where it was just the one guy instead of the group, but, uh, I don't know yet. There's no word. Uh, but yeah, Baljin So. And by a pair, by duo, each one and soul one, uh, Shipjiana, uh, aka It's Not Easy, featuring Tutak. Uh, and it's, it's a kind of a soul song. Uh, it's just, you know, a, a simple, nothing complicated about the story is like, you know, kind of escaping work life, hard, you know, depicting work, hard work life and, uh, being, you know, at this shop. And then this, uh, song kicks in when him and his boy, uh, decide to kind of chill out at, at the, at the office, you know, at the, at the workplace, have some freaking macaulay, 
<laughs> and just chill <laughs> out and, you know, sing some soul music. Uh, and I think it's just a cool song. Like, it's just a cool, groovy soul song. And, and yeah. I definitely enjoyed it. What, what, what do you think? I felt the same way. It, it, it took a long time to get going, but it, like you said, they were trying to kind of tell this story of this hardworking guy and then just, it, and then it just goes into a, like a, a music video and yeah. it just like, like I, I didn't get the kind of initial of it, but it's just, you know, hardworking guy with a dream trying to just make it happen, you know? Yeah. So with, with a pencil and pad, with a pen and a pad and doing stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, the song is really cool. Like the 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 it has that really cool soulful R and B feel, but more soul than anything. It's kind of like it gets described in the in the just in the kind of the description of the video as like a neo soul. Uh, if you all remember that kind of the neo soul movement, uh, yeah, and and it works for that as uh, exceptionally, and it's just a really cool song, and and I, and I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, go check that out. I'm looking forward to see, maybe hearing a little bit more from, from these guys. And I'm, I'm, I'm good. It's good to see some cool stuff from, uh, Belgian. So, uh, yeah. all right. So moving on to, I think the, the major couple of releases that I wanted to talk about, uh, Stellar. Stellar was a, a was a group. If you remember back in early 2014 was the kind of this, one of the central groups in the kind of the sexy concept controversy, uh, mm-hmm. it was them, uh, Rainbow, Je- Rainbow Blacked was, uh, uh, was part of that. And there was quite a few, you know, girl groups doing you know, kind of the sexy concepts. And they were the forefront because they had reinvented themselves with Marionette, which is a, you know, good song, which is kind of a nonsensical aside from being sexual video. Uh, but it was very much a sexy concept. Uh, but that at the end kind of revived their career because previously they were the locket girls <laughs> and they yeah. were this group that nobody gave a crap about unless they were laughing at them. You know, <laughs> the only people that cared about them were the groups, the, the people that were laughing at their, at their, uh, dumb songs like locket girl or UFO. Uh, but they re- reinvented themselves and suddenly with the sexy concept and we were like, Oh, sexy concepts. Oh, they're basically naked and they're rubbing their butts and like, and now they're relevant. <laughs> so it's like, uh, but now they're back to yep. piss, p- piss people off even more <laughs> with their song, uh, Dorio or vibrato or vibrato. And yeah, this is a song, this video and this concept is going to piss a lot of people off. Uh, oh yeah. But. The song and is, it, it's funny because for us here in America, this is nothing. They're not yeah. doing anything, yeah. you know. But it's it's a very different thing in Korea to to style your things like this and the, a lot of the gyration and focus on body parts and yeah. things like that. Uh, but in the end, it, it, when it comes down to it, the videos, you know, of course, is gonna piss people off. The song is really good <laughs> like the song is actually really good like the song works in, in a lot of kind of different ways like uh and it's kind of catchy it, the it, it builds well and i actually ended up liking it uh, quite a bit uh the video is actually really interesting and not just like 
sexual, not just like, uh, look at me, I'm, I'm half naked or whatever. Like people want to make it out to be or want to make out a lot of the other videos to be, but actually has a lot of interesting things going on in it. Uh, and then halfway through the song, uh, it gets extremely vaginal. <laughs> uh, and, Honestly, the fact that they use kind of like yonic imagery, uh, and like just kind of confronting you with vaginal imagery, uh, is actually kind of a little bit daring. Like kind of like give no, it's like full give no fucks mode. Uh, yeah. What was your impression? What was your, you know, feel? I, I still feel like kind of. It, it will get the Korean audience riled up, which is what it's meant to do. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's not really, it's not really going to do much for the world stage for them. Um, because for me, this is interesting. I, I, I enjoy this song. I actually really, really like this song. Um, yeah. and I, I kind of like the way the video is shot. I, I don't like that it got, goes from that wide to the fill so much. Yeah. Uh, or those different shapes of the kind of l- landscapey yeah. things. Those are the only thing I didn't really care for. But also the, the over, you know, the, the use of the constant kind of like vaginal, you know, thing yeah. is just kind of the consistent, like in your face kind of thing, you know, yeah. like, which is what they've been going for and which has been popular for them is to be the bad kids on the block in a sense, you know, yeah. and be a little um, in your face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I don't, I don't necessarily mind it. Yeah. Like it, it so. worked out well. And so far it's been, it's been killing it on the music video charts over, at least over there in Korea. So it's been uh top of the charts for them. So, you know, <laughs> it went from locket girl to this. And trust me, if you want to go ahead and look up, uh, the song is Rocket Girl, but they, they, they give them, it's the same thing with Ring My Bell. You know, they gave them a song with a hook, with words that they know that the girls are going to have trouble pronouncing, but they still gave it to them anyways. Mm-hmm. Plus it was a silly song. Uh, but yeah, they've come a long way. And the other song, speaking of, uh, like uh no notable sexy concepts uh the wiggle wiggle girls themselves uh the the fantastic hello venus uh came out with the song uh in the comeback yosuri uh or i'm ill or i'm sick i think uh in that respect come out with the performance version it's titled i don't know because i haven't seen any other version of this music video released before this so they're starting, I, I, I don't know if they're going to release another version of this video. Uh, but it's a Brave Brothers track. Uh, and it, it's a Brave Brothers track. <laughs> but it's actually a pretty good track. It's actually done well and it's fun, like musically. And, and the girls are, are, are lovely. And they're fun and, and Nada's is gorgeous and, and Lime is, is looking lovely and Alice is doing her thing and, uh, they're all lovely and the song is actually fun. I, the main thing I would complain about is, god damn the mixing. God damn it, Brave Brothers. It is like such a, like, first of all, uh, 
as you if you're following along with these videos, I'm sorry. I probably should have warned you to turn down your speakers. Because uh, <laughs> this, it, first of all, it's super like compressed and loud, and and it's loudness wore all the way. Like, uh, and it's like it's mixed such a way that the vocals are so lost, like in the almost in the background. Like it's just like. Where I I, I want to listen to Hello Venus, but all I hear is Brave Sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like yeah, and it's like it it just it it calls to mind that it, the video that if you ha- if you ha- if you're a K-pop fan or you haven't seen it, uh, you should you owe yourself to check it out. The Brave Brothers featuring Brave Brothers presents Brave Brothers, uh, which is a fantastic uh reimagining. I think almost like reimagining the director's cut of uh, AOA's Like a Cat to make it Maximum Brave Brothers. Yeah. Uh, with all of the random overpowering sounds and background noises and uh, ex- extra vocals. Uh, and so at some point, DMX shows up. Uh, yeah. I won't play the whole thing. I'll let y'all uh, go check it out on your own uh, so as to not spoil it. Uh, but... <sighs> Over, it does, it, it's kind of annoying because it does take a, uh, what is a good song, at least a fun song, and make it a, you know, a little bit less easy to listen to. I don't know. What did you think, Kaz? Um, I can agree with that. Like, I, it is definitely very hard to focus on the lyrics in this song, um, due to, how overpowering the sounds are and it, it it's just one of those things where like you said i don't know if this is just to get something out there and we'll get a, a really good mix with a, a actual video later since this is like you said marked as the performance version but i don't know i'm not sure this just is one of those things that goes into great a brave brother song you can play in a club because that's all they care about yeah you know that's all he cares about you know freaking like uh, and then overpowering the song is like, and, and it just fits in with that joke. I'm, I'm, it, it just fits in with that joke and fits in with the fact that, uh, I, I snuck in a headline. The fact that, uh, there was this great kind of news, uh, of Tiara preparing two songs, uh, or two separate comebacks, one for Korea and one for China. Uh, mm-hmm. in the headline on Soompi, uh, it, they kind of word it like, they were debating between two songs, one from Bray Brothers and one from Shin Sedong Tiger. Uh, and the way they, I guess they told the media is that they were picking between those two and they chose the Brave Brothers track and that was going to be their Korean song. And then they, they were going to leave, they would leave the Shin Sedong Tiger for their Chinese album. But mm-hmm. I love that Asian Junkie kind of words it exactly how it really is. They, yeah, they chose between Brave Brothers and Shinsadong Tiger. Okay, Shinsadong Tiger, the guy that made their career. And they didn't choose Brave Brothers. They choose Shinsadong Tiger for the album that they actually are pushing <laughs> care about the Chinese market. Cause that's where they're popular. Uh, mm-hmm. and they're kind of leaving, l- l- just throwing a Brave Brothers track at, at Korea. Cause you know, we'll be, I guess we got it. Dude, cause we're technically a K-pop group. <laughs> I love kind of that idea that Brave Brothers, as much as they want to word it as like they chose Brave Brothers, they kind of just like, here, this is a percussory, uh, release while we get our real music over to where people actually like us. 
Uh, and don't hate us for pretend reasons. Yeah. God damn it, Brave <laughs> Brothers. <sighs> all Brave Brothers. Uh, while I lament all the things that Brave Brothers ruins, uh, <laughs> I'll lead y'all to the headline segment on the other side of this little musical thing. So join us over there, won't you? Mm. Still had my finger up. Uh, we are here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to our headlines segment. We talk about some topical Ooh. topics, uh, some goings on in the world world of East Asian pop culture, uh, and let's get started. Uh, Wonder Girls showcase their instrumental chops in individual teasers. Uh, so we had talked previously about kind of like Wonder Girls coming back with the band concept and us not really having an idea of what to expect. And yeah. we were like, we're not sure what to expect, especially because like, you know, like Wonder Girls, they're, you know, a pop group. They, they're just deciding, Oh, we're going to be a band now. Uh, but they've been slowly, uh, releasing individual like instrument teasers, uh, for each of the girls, uh, starting with, uh, Sunmi, who's returning to the group and playing bass and, and continuing with you been on drums and he had him on guitar. Uh, the only one left is going to be, uh, 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 who's the other girl in, in, uh, dang it. Yeah. Oh, Yenny on, on keyboards. Yeah. Okay. Or hot felt, uh, his keyboards. We haven't seen that teaser cause I think that's going to come out tomorrow, which is Thursday cause today's Wednesday when they're recording this. So. It's probably going to come out in a little bit, so y'all have probably seen it. Uh, but yet, here's the thing. All of a sudden, it's like, wow, that's actually kind of impressive and interesting. And they actually play kind of an interesting... Uh, they actually play relatively well, and especially Sunmi on bass. Because out of all the instruments, like you would assume, like Sunmi, uh, the bass would necessarily be the most impressive... But Sunmi actually had interesting different techniques that she mixed in, uh, like including like slapping the bass, a little bit of slap work. Uh, and it was actually pretty cool. I don't, yeah, it was impressive. Uh, what, what did what was did you what did you think? What, were you impressed? Um, it, I feel better about it. Yes, yeah. and 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 I am. I will say I'm definitely more impressed than I was because it was definitely one of those things to be taken back by. Cause it could, it, it could easily be a gimmick, right. Yeah. And it could still be a gimmick. Um, but to put this much effort in, I, I am impressed. Yeah. And, and in retrospect, it kind of makes sense that the base work that a lot more care and attention was put into making sure that one that was taking care of the base uh, had a little bit more chops, which it may, it, and why it makes sense is knowing JYP and how much he loves funk and soul and R&B and disco and those kind of sounds. And those, are uh, those kind of sounds do kind of work around a solid bass lines and solid 
complex and interesting funky bass work. Um, yeah. And with uh, with good you know guitars and keeping the beat on the drums because you know he uh, he had him impresses but she doesn't do a lot that is super complicated. Uh, and you've been. <laughs> But she she does well. She plays what she plays really well. She's you know she's not fucking doing Ingvi Malmsteen like E Young from After School, you know. But she plays really well. And Yubin uh, doesn't do overly complicated stuff, but she does really solid fills. And she she you know can keep time. Uh, yeah, and- I mean that's what it's initially about is being able to show and have these skills to be able to cover what you're gonna end up doing and then i'm sure they're not going to right off the bat give them some complex shit to to attempt that they won't be able to you know do yeah because that would just be terrible yeah (laughs) and it's jyp so it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, if anything i think it's gonna be soulful it's gonna be a little bit funky r&b uh tinged so i think that will make sense for what we're seeing uh out of these teasers and i'm i'm suddenly like okay i'm kind of in for wonder band <laughs> and uh, yeah. i'm looking forward to uh arc slash k-pop uh introducing the wonder band of flair it's gonna be fun so looking yeah, it's gonna it's definitely gonna be it's definitely gonna be something interesting to see uh where they go with it and what they do with it is definitely going to be the most more interesting thing than the fact that they can actually play the instruments. I think yeah, the fact that they can play the instruments is surprising because it could very easily just be a gimmick. Um, but if you're putting this much effort into saying, Hey, they can really play these instruments and that's what we're going to push for them to do. Then that makes it more interesting as to, okay, well, what is their skill level? What is it that we're actually, you know, that we're actually looking to do and actually looking to accomplish here then? Yeah. And then we'll, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with, uh, with the sound and what kind of, what, what kind of music they, they put together. It's going to be interesting to say the least. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but moving on. Hey. Wonder Band. To uh, another, you know, another interesting to thing to look forward to, uh, possibly. Yeah. So UJ Suck and Yuhi Yul uh, pair up for new JTBC variety program, Sugar Man. Um, mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's an odd name. <laughs> uh, the nation's MC UJ Suck and singer producer Yuhi Yul, he of Sketchbook on KBS, uh, are pairing Sketchbook in uh, Korean SNL. Yeah, uh, we'll be up for a new JTBC variety program. Uh, MCUJ suck, uh, verse, MCUJ sucks first variety program on a cable channel to you project, uh, to you because it's you and you, uh, ser- uh, searching for Sugar Man. Sugar Man for short, we'll see, uh, the whole two hosts search for the lost Sugar Man of the Korean music industry. On the show, UJ Suck and Yuhi Yul will each form a team and look for singers who once decorated a chapter of Korean music history and have since disappeared from the spotlight. The show will also recreate these singers' hits for a competition. This show borrows its title from the documentary Searching for Sugar Man. Uh, it will premiere on the cable channel this August. 
So this is like something that had been uh, in the works and kind of had been like rumors and talks of like UJ Sook's going to be on cable, you know, and, and things like that. Um, it's an, it looks like an interesting premise on the surface. It's kind of more of the nostalgia service. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, especially that kind of like, it, it's almost like they took that, that, uh, that project they did on Infinity Challenge where they brought back Turbo and SES and did that concert and then said, well, let's just do a show about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's going to be an interestingly weird show because there could be people that they go, I mean, are you sure? No one that, I mean, it's Korean entertainment, right? So they're not going to su- really surprise anyone. Yeah. You know? I'm pretty oh. sure the PDs did all the work before they even show up on set. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and they're gonna and come they're surprise they're... them while they uh, and walk into their home and their uh, home is pre-cammed. <laughs> yeah, there are already lights there. What? Yeah, <laughs> who got here and set up all these lights? If if they had to spend the whole day looking around, like what? what? Um. And it's not like during the show they're going to be cutting to footage of the person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it, it, it God has... Damn. <laughs> oh, shit. You're breaking right. I'm sorry. I am disrupting the show. No, I'm opening a fucking pack of batteries to put in my book bag. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, but batteries aside, it is a UJ suck joint. Uh, so yeah. that makes it interesting. The most popular just on man on TV. Yes. Um, it makes it an interesting prospect and makes it something worth checking out. Uh, what, what is your impression or anticipation, uh, of this premise in this show? Um, being that it's a UJ suck joint, I'm just kind of expecting silliness some silliness funniness and i'm i'm expecting this man to just pass out at some point like yes. I, I i'm pretty sure this man does not go home yes. like i'm pretty sure day to day he just goes, goes from and, one and building to his to next another. filming and the only thing he does at home is repack his bag yeah you know he goes to kbs like, and then he, he and re- sbs no, 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 I like, I, I think this is what he does is like, he goes to SBS, films all those shows, goes home, gets his other key card, goes on down to yes. KBS. Yes, we're happy to go there. Film yeah. those shows, come back home, grab his new bag, then he has to grab a new ID because he has to go to another building. He has to go <laughs> like, to NBC. And be able to get in past security. Yeah, find out mm-hmm. where, where, where Infinity Wait, Challenge dude. is filming and then go do that. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like, no, he's a he's the same and like same thing for running man. Like, where are we gonna be filming today? I don't have my my people pick me up and take me there. Yeah, like I'm pretty sure the man has not had great pillow time for for many a year. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, and he he he's, he's he he does it for a reason. I, I, I like that he's a yeah he's he's a guy that I genuinely admire <laughs> just as as like a person yeah Have i mean he, read interviews and oh and yeah no, no. Like, about, definitely. Like, just as a person and like kind of how he is around other people and how 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 what he is is like as a, a host as and as a leader 
and what you know how people look up to him like whether you ask any of the running man people about him or ask any of the infinity challenge about about him and how much they look up to him uh yeah <laughs> he's, he's he's a good dude i, I mean i mean a, there, there there was that great bit on this week's running man where they're setting up for the thing and they everyone hears the pd say like oh wait make sure somebody's filming uh make sure somebody's filming jake's not and everybody else is just like oh man <laughs> damn what's what what's it like to be that guy that they <laughs> are like make sure you're being filmed yeah it's like uh <laughs> you know yeah yeah oh it's just it's a, it, it was a great funny little bit yeah it was fantastic um yeah i, I look forward to it we'll see uh what uh if they find the sugar man the sugar man yeah get him find the sugar man um all right now to some other silliness uh but less mm-hmm. fun silliness uh BTN's, bts's uh Bakhtan Sonyan's fan interaction in nyc canceled due to death threats against rat monster uh bts were in new york city uh for their uh red bullet uh tour uh it's the aka the one we saw the the sign for outside the rosemont theater when we were walking back and forth to asin <laughs> Uh, this is that tour. Uh, BTS were in New York, uh, city for the, uh, Red Bull, uh, Red Bullet concert. That concert was cut short, uh, and the fan, planned fan interaction was canceled due to death threats directed towards Rat Monster. Um, and they included an Instagram video of it, which, you know, it's like, uh, the threat pictured was hardly the only one being directed towards BTS event at the, towards the bts event at the time but it's the one that was getting the most attention as being blamed as the catalyst for everything that followed all of this appears primarily to be a result of a colorist statement rat monster made in english while in australia uh we said well then i first when i first saw vng j-hope i couldn't see them because they were too black so yeah when the nights get dark i couldn't find them which yes is dumb yes yeah rat monster should be told it's dumb, not the best thing to say. But, however, doesn't justify any of this shit. Of course, that doesn't justify a death sentence or a threat of harm, but people are absolute morons, so I don't know why I would expect anything different of reaction. Anyway, unsurprisingly, given the fact that we had, we had an active shooter on the loose America that day, like, that day we had us we had like in real life an actual like active shooter the event organizers took the threat seriously and just said you know what let's let's do have the concert let's kind of cut this short for everybody's safety and uh send everyone home um which you know and appears even police responded to concerns in full force um and a problem with realizing this thing to kind of like the the poster uh started you know, getting all like, you know, problem realizing that she might get serious with authorities and that freedom of speech doesn't assess the terroristic threatening. They started to backtrack at record pace. He goes like, Oh, it was a joke. Uh, you know, that was exaggerating. And then, uh, of course, the classic, uh, defense mechanism, uh, she claimed her account was hacked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just. I don't know. It's something they had to take an assessment of. And I think they took the assessment that was best for them. Um, 
and I don't blame them for taking that assessment, you know? Yeah. Um, and it just is the, the, it's an, it's, it's something we've been talking about on a lot of show, shows and in a lot of private conversations and with, you know, how people deal with trolls and troll like people and things like that. And me being a person who comes from that ilk, I, I, at some point in my life was a, a trolly person, still am to some degree sometimes, but it, it's one of those things where you, uh, yeah, and somebody, somebody, you have to it. take some assessment of your actions as a person. Yeah. Um, no matter what you do, what you say, the, the realism in the, the thought process of the things that you say have to be accounted for. Like you, you, you could blame other people all you want, which is what this person is doing and was doing and then trying to take the easy way out, whether it is true or not. It's just one of those things, you know, and you have to think about that. So yeah, it's just coming out of it. It's just hard to, to not go. This is, you know, this is just somebody who needs to learn to grow up or, or what you, you, you can span the world with a number of things that you want to say yeah. in this situation. Right. And they all might be right or wrong for varying reasons, but it's just one of those things. It's, it's yeah. what yeah. happens when people have an, an anonymity to hide behind, whether their real name is attached to it or not. Sometimes there are people who have their real name attached to these things and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, it just yeah, it, it's something that is sad, but you know, happens. And yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, there's so many fathoms that you can go. Cause I, I'm in no way am I trying to say it's okay. Right. Yeah, no, it's not it, okay. It's just like, um, it's ridiculous. It's like somebody's dumb thing ruins it for a bunch of other people who are just out enjoying a, fan, you know, a fun concert. The, by all accounts, uh, so far, well, by all accounts, you know, Sonia and Dan for, <laughs> are, are a competent, fantastic, uh, k-pop group and they put out a good concert and they you know people are having a good time and because something somebody decided to be a child on the internet they get their fun cut short you know they, they get their their moment you know of being able to go you know do the high touch thing you know as as you know the handshake events and whatnot and the high touch things it, it seems like a a a gimmick and a shtick, but be being able to go and meet the the artists and say high five, man, that was a fun show, is a fun experience and something that those people that were going in the New York show don't know for sure if they're going to have another opportunity to do so. Like you don't know when's the next time they're going to come be able to come to on tour to the states. This you know they don't know it's like. So for somebody's dumb thing to, to ruin that experience is kind of a huge bummer. But yeah. People ruin yeah. the fun for everybody else. Um, but speaking of, uh, crazy <laughs> groups with crazy fans, uh, <laughs> Super Junior's white love interest in Devil is basically a fetus. Uh, remember that love interest? Remember that love interest in Super Junior's Devil music video? We, we talked about it. Uh, well, apparently she's just a fetus. Uh, 14. Here's a, a comment from her. Uh, 14. Yes, I am 14. 
14. Yeah, 14. Uh, what makes, which makes this shit kind of shit creepy in retrospect, like this, or this. <laughs> uh, Weird Out by SM Entertainment is the correct reaction here, right? I mean, it's one issue to put somebody of that age in an idol group or something, like G-Basic, but it's another to have her as the sexy temptress for a group of 30-something dudes. Eesh. Uh, and there's a picture of her and Choi Shiwan. Uh, gladly not growing a mustache. Cause he, seriously, she won. Never try to grow a mustache. Uh, that aside, I know you had a couple of thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say as a, as of myself, right? And I'm, I'm coming at this from one aspect and one aspect only. And I'm, I'm going to be either the devil's advocate or however you want to take it, right? I, I do a lot of photography stuff, as we've talked about time and time again on this show. Yeah. And I take a lot of pictures of girls at, at anime conventions and at other events. And I, it's something that I plan on going into, um, it, or something that I plan on pursuing more outside of the hobby aspect of it. Right. And you're going to come across a lot of times when you're, when you're looking for a model. When you're looking through model books, when you're looking on Model Mayhem, that the girl might be somewhere in that range of 14 to 20, you know? Yeah. Because that's a, that's a vast range for models. Um, and that's a range where you're, where in a certain time you get a lot of work as a model. Um, is that 14, 15 to 22 range. Um, so for me, coming to this and thinking about it i'm not thinking about the creepy aspect of it i'm thinking they hired an agency that agency went through the books and went that girl fits what we're looking for go ahead and contact her her people and pay her and have her come out we'll do the shooting for the thing and everybody goes home you know yeah because I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it was done. She was paid to do her job as an actress and as a model. And she did those things. And the guys made their video. And I'm pretty sure they were gentlemen and they were very nice and things like that. And then what you then see on the screen, right, is is definitely something different. Like, it's if this was a movie, if this was anything else... There'd be some kerfuffle, but it wouldn't be as big because, oh, she's playing a character or, or people would have taken any other reason to not make as much of a kerfuffle over it. But because it's this very insular thing of, oh man, she's, she's this sexual object of, of this, of these men's desire, like in this music video, you know, like, and, and they're of this age. And because there's no real character set up in a music video, you're, you're taking real life facts into fantasy in a sense, you know, yeah. um, nobody's, nobody's groping her. Nobody's being overtly sexual of her except for your perception of what you're seeing and how it's shot and the story being told through the video because other than that it's just a a couple of scenes where they get close and then nothing happens you know um 
and and they dress her in re- some revealing outfits because that's what she she is there to be eye candy. She is there to be something that is eye catching. She's there to do a job and she did her job outside of what age is. Could they have found a model that was of age? Yeah. They, they they probably could have you know very easily i'm yeah. not saying that she was the only model around uh i'm just saying that she was the model that fit the bill of what they were looking for and she was able to do the job mm-hmm. you know uh um yeah. now it's... if there if it was more like they were adamant about putting a 14 year old girl in their video you know yeah. that's different you know it, it, it's 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 there, there is nothing in here that says they specifically went after this girl that they specifically went after her because she was 14 years old or or they were so so sexualizing of her like the pictures that you found are just her being like hey i got to work with these cool guys look oh you know like some cool shit from instagram because they're popular people and i'm trying to make myself a popular person in the medium in which i work and i want to show that i have good working relationships with the people that i work with you know yeah like that's the only way I can perceive it. Like yeah. I, I can't perceive what's being talked about in this article and the in how it is because I've I've taken pictures of fourteen year old girls or fifteen or sixteen year old girls, you know, who are in really revealing costumes, but they're portraying an anime character that yeah. most of the time is of that same age, you know, when I'm doing those things. Yeah. And then I have people look at them and I'll have them say like, and, and, and then here's where it becomes different, right? I took a picture of her to show that I have a skills in, in this medium and I worked with her and I did those things. And when I go into doing those things more, I'm going to probably work with 14, 15, 16 year old girls in that medium, because that's yeah. what a lot of models are at that age. And I'm going to tell them the, be more sexy and, and poke your chest out a little more. And it, it's in a working environment. I'm not trying to sexualize her for me. I'm trying to get across either the ad that we're trying to complete or, or the look that we're going for, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, but I, when, I, but when somebody from the outside comes to it, like, like, and is like, is like, oh man, like, hey, what's up with that chick and this, that and the other? Then I'm like, dude, calm down. She's 14. Or yeah. she's seventeen, you know, like uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's just yeah, I think it, it still feels a little weird, but yeah, I definitely understand what you're what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, and I, I mean, for me, a lot of that shit used to feel weird, and then I was like, well, why am I thinking that it feels weird? One, because that's what I was always taught that as a older male, you shouldn't be around that, and it the problem with that is. Here in America, we make a really big deal about that. A really, really big deal about sexualization and age range and all of these things, you know, uh, when it comes to these things because of how much we take the perception of, of children being sexualized or any of these things. Whereas in those countries, they, they, you know, it, it cause you, you, you say in this, it's okay when it's a 14 year old girl in a, in a K-pop group or a 15 year old boy in a K-pop group. That's different. No, it's not different. She's a model. She's doing her job. How is that any different? You know? Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple interesting points. Uh, and there's a discussion to be had, 
Uh, but yeah, I, I understand where that's coming from. Um, I think, yeah, I think that I, I can't really contribute much more than that other <laughs> than like, I mean, I, I, I would say, yeah, I would say there is some parts to that I understand. I think even on from that regard, there is some consideration to be had, even coming from that perspective. Uh, yeah. And to try to, you know, understand uh, that there is a concern about, you know, <laughs> about the sexualization. But yeah, I definitely understand your argument. Um, I don't know. There, there's not much else to say. All right. Uh, so we'll just move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, to the last one, which is, uh, we're gonna have a quiz. A quiz. Kaz, and we're gonna ke- quiz Kaz again. Uh, because I already read this and I already filled mine out. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, but I didn't, I, I, I actually did the quiz and I'll reveal my results in a bit. Uh, but we're gonna first, uh, quiz Kaz. Uh, quiz Kaz, quiz Kaz, we're gonna quiz Kaz, Kaz. Quiz Kaz! Uh, hashtag fandoms is cars. Are you a true gearhead? Take the quiz and find out. All right. Uh, This is provided by fantastic gift maker Dwelf on Asian Junkie. You're an automotive enthusiast as well as a K-pop aficionado. You like your music like you like your cars, mass-produced and disposable. You've got gasoline running through your veins. You're destined for the fast lane. But can you guess what kind of car each K-pop fandom would drive? Test your knowledge and determination by taking the quiz. Uh, so let's get started. First up, a 2000 Renault Twingo. Uh, okay. It's in the description. A relic of a time when a new Renault uh, didn't look like the fever dream of a coked out art student. Uh, right. Which fandom would drive this car based on the description? A, Royal Treasure, aka the fans of Royal Pirates. B, VIPs, uh, aka the Big Bang fans, fans of Big Bang. Or C, Secret Time, fans of Secret. What's your answer, Cass? I'm going to go with A. Because um, I think the Big Bang fans would probably want something a little more stylish, a bit more fun. And then what was C? Wait, hold on. What was C? Secret time. Secret. Secret. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to go with A. I'm going to go with A. All right. Uh, number two, a 78 Chevrolet G20. Uh, okay. Raggedy as hell, but somewhat reliable. <laughs> this fan, this van refuses to die. Uh, be it, is it A, Mini Me's, aka the disbanded Tiny G? Uh, B, Hyade, a.k.a. Blady, uh, for, fans for Blady. Or C, Elf, a.k.a. the fans of Super Junior. I'm going to say... Tiny G Super Junior. It's between... What was the B again? It was a Hyade with the Blady. Hyade. Remember the, the quote? Raggedy as hell, but somewhat reliable. This van, this van refuses to die. Refuses to die. It's between B and C, so I'm gonna say Super Junior. I think. Okay. It's not like something tricky where it's Super Junior M, right? It's just yeah, Super, it's just Super Junior. Junior. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number three, the '98 Smart City Coupe. Uh, all right, all right, all right. 
this the perfect vehicle for friendless individualists. Uh, is it for A, Ace of, Abel, Ace of Elvis, uh, fans of AOA, B, Say A, aka the fans of Miss A, or C, Beauty, aka the fans of Beast, or Batuti, aka fans of Batuste? Let's go with Batuste. Just going to take that one straight up. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just trying to take them as they pop into my head. Okay. Uh, number four, a 97, uh, not a 97, a 74 Reliant Robin. Uh, some parts may be missing, but that's what makes it so charming. A, XOL. Mm-hmm. Fans of XO, obviously. B, Uena. Okay, fans of you, a uh, Uena. Aka fans of you, or C Starlight. Aka fans of Vix. I'm gonna have to go with the the XOLs. <laughs> I guess it's the, the exotics, as we like to call them around exotics. here. <laughs> yeah, the the missing parts is what sold me. So yes. I'm gonna go with the exotics. All right, that's noted. Uh, number five, and by the way, if you see me writing, yes, I'm, 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 I'm noting his answer. <laughs> and I will test him. Uh, number five, the 96 Volvo 850, uh, SE 2.5 station wagon. So understated, yet so, 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 so forgettable. Uh, A, Inspirit, uh, fans of Infinite. B, Army, fans of BTS. Or C, Pink Panda. Fans of A-Pink. I'm going to go with Batuste. But, uh, Bang Tansonian? Oh, yeah. Bang- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said Batuste. Well, no, hold on. All right. I thought you said Batuste, so now I'm trying to BTS. think. BTS. It's Infinite, uh, BTS, or A-Pink. I'm going to go with Infinite. Hmm. I feel All like right. that's wrong, but I'm gonna, <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with. Uh, number six, 84 VB Trabant 601. Held together right. by cotton rags and socialist tears, the Trabant managed to outlast both the GDR and David Hasselhoff's singing career. Uh, A, Camellia, fans of Cara. B, Spade, fans of GP Basic. Or C, Mercury, fans of Spica. Spica. That's, see, you said that one, that's the one that popped in my head. I'm gonna go with Spica. Okay. Number seven. 2006 Chrysler PT Cruiser. The automotive equivalent of a worn pair of hush puppies. Uh, A, uh, I guess a made-up name for the FX fandom affection, even though they technically don't have a fandom name. Uh, FX. B, Star One, aka fans of Sistar. Uh, C, Lego, aka fans of EXID. Hmm. PT Cruiser. Let's go with EXID. Okay. All right. Number eight, 95 Vohal Tigra. Uh, a little on the wild side, but not too much. There's definitely more to this card than meets the eye. Uh, a, Queens, fans of Tiara. B, Prima Donna, fans of FT Island. C, Hiller. Hiller, fans of Sunny Hill. Let's go with C. Okay. I feel like I'm going with C on all of these now. Yes. <laughs> uh, number nine, 99 Fiat Multipla. 
uh, aka the Everyman's Ferrari Testarossa, uh, A, Aliens, fans of Ailey, B, Hello Cupid, aka fans of Hello Venus, or C, Blackjacks, aka fans of 21. Let's go with B. No, A, 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 Number 10, 95 Volkswagen Jetta. Uh, the undisputed pinnacle of German engineering. 14 million drivers can't be wrong. Uh, A, Soen, aka fans of Sinish Day. B, Voller, aka fans of Evil. C, Daisy, aka fans of Girls Day. Girls Day. Every day is Girls Day, is what I'm gonna say. Alright, so. Um, alright. So, number one, you said A, answer's B. Alright. Uh, let me see. I'm probably gonna get a lot of these wrong because there's probably some hints in the questions, but I was just thinking about the cards as relative to the fandom. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so number one, you said A, it's actually B, VIP Big Bang. You know, it's okay. a relic of a time when a new Renault didn't look like a fever dream of a coked out art student. It's <laughs> kind of fever dream of a coked out art student. Okay, bang, bang, bang. Um, Number two, you got correct. C, Elf, Super Junior. Uh, yeah. Raggedy's Elf refuses to die. Uh, number three, uh, you said C, Beauty, Beast. Actually, it's uh, B, Miss A, be- perfect vehicle for friendless individuals. Mm-hmm. You know, no friendship. Uh, only one person that is individual. Um, uh X. Okay, so number four, you said A, and the answer is A. Doing good, doing good. Number five, you said A, the answer is C. Uh, A pink. Uh. So understated and so forgettable. A pink. A. I like A pink. Yeah, I do too, but. Yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of have to understand that. Uh, number six, you said uh, C. The answer is A. Uh, <laughs> held together by cotton rags and social tears. Uh, it's outlasting so many other things, which is what Kara's been doing. Uh, mm-hmm. so you said C is, the answer is A. Uh, number seven, you said C. The answer is B. <laughs> Ugh. Sistar. This is where I got into my C phase. Yes. Uh, the number eight, you said C. Uh, the answer is A. Queens, <laughs> Tiara. Uh, the number nine. Number nine. Uh, you said A. The answer is C. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> as soon as I leave my C phase, I'm like, wait, let me choose something other than C. It's C. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the number 10, you said Girls Day. Uh, the answer is Every day. day. It's Girls Day. Oh. Yeah. Uh, 14 million drivers keep it wrong. Um, yeah, so counting the ones you got right, you got two. Uh, uh. you are the Michael Jordan of drunk driving. <laughs> uh, I gotten seven recalculating, uh, what I got. I gotten seven, so I, I'm Nana's favorite driver. Uh, nice. <laughs> we're going in circles somehow. Uh, yeah. And I'd initially thought I'd gotten eight, 
but I miscalculated one, so, and I thought I got Astonishing, Spectacular, Exhilarating. Uh, so if you're scoring at home, uh, if you got all 10, you got Vroom Vroom That Zoom Zoom, Hyosung, 2014. Uh, if you got four out of five, I'm here to drive a car to hell. Uh, yeah. Little <laughs> pink action. Uh, of course, number two, you know, two out of three, two, th- two or three out of ten, you are the Michael Jordan of drunk driving, and zero or one, Sojin is disappointed in you. <laughs> uh, well, at least I'm it, not a disappointment to Sojin. That's all that matters. Of course, you can enjoy yeah. this gift. And that was a fun quiz. Uh, please join us next time on the next edition of Quiz Cast, Quiz Cast. Let's Quiz Cast on Quiz Cast, Quiz Cast. Do a quiz show. <laughs> yes, we do a quiz show. Uh, speaking of the things you do, Kaz, we're, you know, we're at the end yes. of another episode of Hali Juku. Kaz, what's going on what in is- your world? What are you up to? Uh, it- Right now, we're, we're gearing up for some new DKG products that we've uh, had going on. Um, in the background, maybe do some updates to the YouTube thing there. And I'm going to start putting out some YouTube videos of my own stuff that I've been doing. Uh, I'll probably, depending on how things are going, I'll probably put it on the DKG channel as well. So that's something I definitely want people to go do is go over to the great Drunk Kids Gaming uh, YouTube channel and check out. Check out all the fun videos we got there. We have a Mario Let's Play up right now where we did a uh, Let's Play in the good old... Um, Oh, goddamn, what game is it? Mario Party. Uh, yes. One of the N64 versions of Mario Party. It's a fun little video to go over there and check out and watch. And like you said, and like we always say, if you want to follow me, about that me slash King Kaz. Mm-hmm. About that me slash King Kaz. About that me slash PD Rave. Uh, I'll be doing a lot of the same things. Uh, by the way, Fanny Pack is back. Fanny yes. Pack Season 5 is back. We just back had in this, action. this Sunday. We just had our premiere episode where we talked about Jakar. We had Jack D. Tyler D. of the 3K Network. Uh, we also had a pre- uh, recent DKGS contestant uh, Sword Song mm. on the show as well. And, and, and DKG employee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, unpaid intern. If yes. you're looking for an unpaid internship, uh, yeah. contact us at podcast at dkg.com. Uh-huh. <laughs> or what is it? Yeah, dot com. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'll figure so, it out one of these days. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> uh, and that's it. And, and here's the funny thing. Usually we do, uh, uh, usually the schedule is, and we're trying to, gonna, we're going to try to be consistent this time. Uh, every other Sunday with uh, Fanny Pack, but we're doing ones back to back this Sunday, uh, mainly because Nertacular is the next Sunday, and I didn't want to go three weeks without content. Oh, I thought it was this week, so it's uh, next week. It's next week, but this okay. week is another episode of Fanny Pack Wrestling with uh, Patty McSwag, the return of Patty McSwag, uh, aka Patrick Swagger, uh, and new guest AW Brawler, also of the A3K Network. We're going to talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling nice. Dominion. So look forward to that. Uh, but that's that. Uh, you can find, you can see all the info. I tweet about it on my Twitter page. Uh, I'm at PD Rave. Uh, he's at King Kaz. Uh, the show is at Halijuku. You know, kpoppodcast.com, Halijuku.com, rebelli.net for this and other shows. iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts. Subscribe everywhere. YouTube, youtube.com slash rebelli TV. 
Yep, yep, yep. Well, didn't I tell you? Don't you know? Share, like, do all the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Bye. See you later. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>